Welcome to Enneagram U with Damon and Kelly, where we explore the mysteries of human personality and help you learn more about you. Whether you're a skeptic or an enthusiast, together we'll take you on a journey of self-discovery using the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram. This is Enneagram U. Hey everyone, welcome to Enneagram U. My name is Damon and I'm here with my friend Kelly. Hi Kelly. Hello Damon. Hey Kelly, uh, you uh, brought me this very interesting thing about the Enneagram as it relates to Ted Lasso and I want to read it to everybody. Love it. I love Ted Lasso. Okay, so this is, we've done this a little bit with The Office, but this is what Enneagram numbers uh, each character have potentially. And we'll just start at the top. A lot of you have probably seen the show Ted Lasso. For those of you that haven't, you're just skip forward, okay? Um, <laughs> and yes. watch the show. It is so good. It's a good show. It is good. I think season one was fabulous. Season two was okay. And season three was pretty darn good. Yeah. You know, the ending was good. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's how I take it. Do, yeah. Do you agree with that? Or I do. You don't have I to agree. loved it. Yeah. I think every series has those kind of pits, mm-hmm. you know, and then... Yeah, Not really. They had to kind of rediscover themselves. Yes, but, and you know the the first series was so strong, or the first yeah first series was first episodes mm-hmm. were, was season. That is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> first season was so strong. Yes, that, agreed. That's tough. To Great follow. characters. That's where I love where the enneagram just gets kind of brought into these different storylines because that can be helpful too. I've heard that writers use the enneagram to help develop. Uh, the wide range of characters that they need. That would be helpful. It would yeah. make sense to me. Okay. So we'll start. We'll go one through nine. Number one, Dr. Sharon Fieldstone. Yeah, Dr. Sharon. That one took me a little bit. I'd think, like, why was she a one? And some people that know the character really well will probably say, well, duh. But I thought there was another character, and that was Keeley's administrative assistant. Yes. And I don't recall her name, but she seemed like she was a one. Well, yes, definitely a, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. I think Dr. Sharon, yeah, I could kind of see that with, uh, she most likely has a two wing for mm-hmm. how much she cares, but yeah, yeah, created that safe space for the players, but also, yeah, just definitely think with Ted being able to see where some of his challenges were and naming those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that was number one. Number two was one of the players, Sam. Everybody knows yes. Sam. Oh, I love Sam. Yeah, uh, that that one makes hundred percent. Yeah, since uh, number three, Rebecca. Yeah, the owner. Yeah, the entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, because she just uh, very much appeared as a three. She wanted to be the winter winner. She was very much in competition with her ex. Mm-hmm. She wanted to look successful. She yes. wanted to be successful. She was successful. She was strong woman. Uh, number four is another player on the team, Danny. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. He seemed to have that sensitive, creative side. Mm-hmm. Until was, that one time when they were playing. Yeah. <laughs> Danny went <laughs> off the rails. He kind of went. Yeah. Uh, yeah. During one game, he was like, who is this guy? Yeah. He was uh, a competitor. His three wing was strong. Mm-hmm. Number five, uh, Coach Beard. Oh, of course. 100%. Always reading, always knowing all the insights. Always having the facts. Number six, you see it. If you're listening, who do you think? Think for yourself. See if you can guess these ahead of time. Mm-hmm. If you're second, here's one second. Okay. Number six, Leslie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so faithful, even in the midst of yeah. verbal abuse and bashing. And, and maybe a bit fearful at times. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just the interactions with this family, with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. Number seven, Keely. Oh, mm-hmm. definitely. Especially, yep. I think I loved her relationship with Rebecca. Yeah. They were a good team. Yes. Balance each other out. Number eight, which is our number today, we're going to get to in a second. Everyone's favorite, (laughs) 
<laughs> Why is the eight everyone's favorite? Roy Kent. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I feel like Roy Kent. Just there is no filter, and yeah, we can't. You use don't any have of to have a filter. Or... No, we can't. Uh, <laughs> to have the freedom just to be like blunt and mm-hmm. just real, and yet I loved his relationship with his niece. Oh, right. That brought that out sweet the little girl. Soft that, side of Roy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially the time that she had bad breath. Did you see that episode? I probably yeah, I saw it. Oh all. my gosh, that, it was yeah. the cutest. But yeah. <laughs> that's every eight has a soft side. Even he, Roy Kent. Even Roy Kent. Yes, he. Yeah, and that's what makes it. That's what makes it more powerful in some mm-hmm. ways for the character when they when they turn to that and you're like, whoa, you don't ex- you don't expect that. Yeah. So. Oh, and so the last one, number nine, and the star of the show, Woo-hoo! Ted Lasso, which yes. we all agree that for Ted, sure. Yep. Well, I Mr. Peace. Yeah, he's a little bit of everything, like you, mm-hmm. Damon. A little bit of all the numbers. No, I don't think so. But yeah, I mean, just being able to <laughs> encourage the team, you know, with believing, it, it seemed like nothing would get him down on the outside. But then we also got to see the back end of the story too, where you know, too much of holding all of that tension and conflict came out for him. You know, in some of those struggles that mm. he met with Dr. Sharon about. Right. But definitely. He was the one that needed counseling. Here I am. Yes. Your counselor. <laughs> uh, I'm signing off circle. the air right now. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, yeah. Love that. Well, Let's today we're going to talk about our feelings first, but today we're going to talk about the eight. Yes. Which is, um, you know, they're they're okay. They're Yeah. You're okay. I know. I'm okay. You're okay. As an eight, do you always want to go first? Like when we do feelings, like I just want to talk. <laughs> I do find myself just like inserting myself and like That's good. <laughs> bolting forward. You so you yes. you want to go first this time? Um, no, I don't have okay. to go first. What what was it you said about eights? It was um, aim what? Aim? Oh, ready, aim, fire. <laughs> okay, ready, aim, fire, Kelly. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's how we should be. Oh, actually, we're ready, fire, aim. Oh, so ready, we don't, fire, aim. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah, a healthy eight right. is ready aim fire if we slow ourselves down enough to do that but okay. i'm a ready fire aim ready fire aim kelly how are yes. you feeling today i actually i really feel joyful for a couple reasons uh one is i had lunch with a good friend today and we've been talking enneagram for several years now this friend and i and it just helps us to go to like the deep end of the pool really quickly and so uh she's a nine like you okay. and i don't know i just feel like when i'm just in a conversation with her, I'm already known because she'll just be able as I'm sharing something, um, not just point out, well, that's because you're an eight, you know, but she'll just be like, that totally <laughs> makes sense because from your lens, da, 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 you know, and then uh, as she's sharing from that nine space. So I don't know, it just, I left just feeling really, really joyful. That's great. Yeah. So it's a great tool for conversations and you can talk around the numbers that, and then that allows you to get to the heart of yes. whatever the issue is or yeah. whatever's happening in your life. Mm-hmm. I think especially with those really close relationships, like uh, significant others and friendship, like if you just have that as a tool, yeah, you can just, you can really feel known a and tool, you can know. But not an excuse. No, not an excuse, Look not a that. hammer, not a hammer kind of tool, but a, right. a good tool. Whatever well, good. that is. I don't joyful use tools, today. But, yeah. Joy- joyful is a good thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Also. All right, let's move on. Yeah. Number well, eight. Uh, well, and as I bolt through and want yeah. to share my feelings first, what are you feeling, mm. Damon? Well, today I am a bit exhausted. I had a long weekend. Um, and yeah, so it was my anniversary this past weekend that I didn't forget, which that's good. That is really good. Yeah. And, but 
uh, at the same time, we also had another event. We had to go to a funeral mm. and so had to celebrate the anniversary and attend a funeral. And that got all crammed into yes. one weekend. So we didn't one one night we only slept because uh, we were driving so far to make all this happen. We only slept an hour, oh. <laughs> which the last time I mm. only slept an hour is I don't even remember. Maybe college. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I could manage on an hour it's awful it's an Ugh. awful feeling it's that very punchy feeling and mm-hmm. um yeah so i'm trying to kind of catch up that sleep but yeah well yeah, i'm just yeah a little bit fatigued a today. lot to blend both a joyful yeah experience of your anniversary and yeah. also a funeral yeah. that's right that's mm-hmm. right you guys have been married how long now um uh-oh this reveals well, at least so you remembered. Much, this reveals so much about me once I say this because this puts me no thirty five years. Okay, thirty five years. You hear that, you little whippersnappers out there? Congratulations! It can be done. It can be done. <laughs> if it can be done, and I'm involved, you all have a lot of hope. This is a you. miracle. It is a miracle. I mean, amazing wife that you have. That's well, where we're just putting the credit. That's no. yes. That's where the cre- credit lies for sure. Oh yes. Well, happy anniversary to you guys. Well, thank you. Well, you guys yes. have been married thirty. Thirty. I know. A couple old pros here. I know. <laughs> if you need any marriage advice, go see the counselors that we've worked with. That's right. They're superstars. That's oh, great. Yes. Well, today is a special day because it is your number. As it everyone is. knows, you are an eight. The and eight. we're going to talk about the eight. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll just say we know you pretty well by this time. So we don't have I to have talk about it. No, I'm a kidding. lot. So yeah, we can just move on. <laughs> no, well, tell us about the eight. What's yeah, generally, well, what's the eight? Yes, the eight is known as the powerful person, which always feels really weird, um, especially as I might share with a group, I'm an eight. And then it's like, I'm the powerful person. And mm-hmm. all five foot two be. of me is very powerful. <laughs> Watch out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the eights really do represent strength and courage. They are oftentimes leaders that move things forward, especially their um, passions and, uh, you know, definitely have a protective side to them. They really do uh, value being able to protect those that are their people and their passions and different things that they feel like are values. Uh, Where I've seen that for me, um, just in doing counseling for, you know, 18 years, I would find myself uh, actually feeling protective of clients that I worked with. And mm-hmm. really, I mean, that was a boundary area because I could easily take them in my mind home with me, you know, praying for them or thinking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just, you know, really, for me, that's when I started to nuance that, oh, I'm not a two, you know, the story of when a friend of mine said, I think you're an eight. And I was like, what? Right. Um, but just, yeah, being able to see for me, like protection has been a part of just my personality makeup. So if you're one of my people, you've mm-hmm. got somebody that's going to be willing to protect you if you so need someone to step in. Eights grab and latch onto a, a cause. Mm-hmm. Really. Yes. So if you, if you have a cause that you want to fight for, you might be an eight. Yes, for sure. And, you know, for me, I think my cause has been, of course, my relationship uh, with God and my faith. I've always felt like that was a, an area that was my cause. But when it, when I was in counseling, I think my cause really became uh, just emotional health and emotional intelligence. And so I find that's a banner that I carry. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, forcing poor Damon to name his feelings every week. So. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but having that cause, you know, moving things forward. The other thing about the eight is they do know how to lead and, and move things forward. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, again, if it's in a healthy way, they'll be able to maybe have that servant leadership where they're like delegate, bring people together for a common cause. You know, every every cause needs an organizer and a 
person to just like blaze that trail. I think in an unhealthy place, uh, you might feel like eights just are like dragging you along. Uh, like I've mm-hmm. uh, said to people that uh, I've worked with before, just kind of using this illustration, like in my eight, uh, I, if I was a car, I would drive very fast, you know, right. and just like, let's just break down this barrier. And so I will tell people that I've worked with, and even my family, like if, if I'm driving too fast, and you feel like you're hanging off the bumper, just let me know, because mm-hmm. I won't know I don't have that, that ability to, to see when I need to slow down. So you don't have any problems with initiative. If you get an idea, right. you're like, I'm going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because that is not my case, right? Right. So as a nine, it's slow to start. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a nine, find an eight. And if they're into something you're into or would like yeah. to be into, but you're just like, I just can't get this off the ground. I'd like to, to they'll do it for you. Yes. Just, hey, let's partner yeah. together because mm-hmm. that is a great illustration because the eights as like an initiator uh, mm-hmm. would want to help take up the cause because they're really about um, helping the underdog, you know, mm-hmm. or someone that might not be able to fully help themselves. Right. You know, and I think back, Damon, to our conversation, even about this podcast, mm-hmm. I was so excited that you had the idea and that we started to talk about it. But uh, I'm kind of seeing our numbers play out because do you remember when we started talking about it? No, blocked started, it out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you like twitching yeah, right now? Yeah, no, um, no, I remember we were talking about it and you know, we were like, let's just make a list of maybe different topics. And I think I sent you a list of like <laughs> a year's worth of topics. I was with scrolling like in for a while. An hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's the eight and nine working, working together. Right. That, yeah. I mean, it's worked out nicely so far. No one's thrown us off uh, the air, off podcast right. land. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. We well. appreciate our listeners and uh, yeah, just being able to share a dream that we had and that we were able to come up with together because I definitely would not have been able to do this without you. And so, yeah, it's been a great partnership. So far, we yeah. haven't, we're not through your number yet. Though. Right. Maybe Ask we'll us find, in 30 years. <laughs> maybe we'll find something else here yeah. today. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. So eights make great leaders, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I have a caveat here. It says that eights make great leaders of, of movements. Mm. And yeah. so, especially, so if you're yeah. not an eight, you can still be a leader. So don't yes. make, don't ever think that you can't be a leader just because you're not an eight, but mm-hmm. I think you would thrive if the, if there was a movement and a cause behind it. Definitely. That oh, yeah. I think sets the eights and other leaders apart. Uh, Cause like you said, any number uh, from the Enneagram could be a leader. I think eights do really get motivated by moving things forward, like a movement, like let's just mm-hmm. blaze the trail. Which, mm-hmm. uh, for career wise, then that just opens the door for so many different things mm-hmm. you can lead in. Uh, the, yeah. A book I have here says that um, many attorneys are eights. Yeah. Well, you, you know, that. eights uh, don't mind conflict. Do you like to argue, though? Uh, it depends on really? what it is. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> being able to spar, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it's fun. I think, especially if it's more lighthearted you know, kind of poking fun, uh, not making fun, but like, you know, let's just kind of poke the topic and let's just, uh, yeah, kind of spar on different things. I, I know a lot of times, uh, if I have felt disconnected, especially with my husband, uh, that I, you'll pick a fight. I will. Oh, no, I will. you won't. Yes. Yes. So, oh. uh, being able to even just <laughs> say to him, like, I'm sorry that I'm like nitpicking something. I think it's because I don't feel connected, you know? Okay. So, um, <laughs> Let's, I don't know let's why connect that strikes in another me as like, area. Yeah, for my seven husband that he's like, oh, what is happening? Yeah. I don't want to fight. Let's just have fun. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the opposite of, of me as well. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not 
I'm not, I don't like to argue necessarily. Yeah. Um, I will go if I have to, but boy, yeah. it's, it's exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you like to argue yeah, and pick a fight when pick you a know. Fight. So I know if, if it's you're trusted ma- people. So if you're really mad at me, it's just because we just haven't chatted for a right. while. We need to just have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. and you're the counselor too. So I'm I running know. most of the time. I from know. You. Well, can you imagine my sweet husband who uh, mm-hmm. not only has an eight for a wife, but also someone who's a professional counselor that pretty much uh, <laughs> has probably made him feel like uh, you just cannot win this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Don't even try. To, he's turned out really well. He has. No, he's <laughs> such a good guy. Uh, but that's that's the dark side then as we kind of think about the eight. The dark side of the eight is this refusal to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so then if eights are refusing to be vulnerable and only just really present this hard shell of uh, maybe their personality, uh, there is then this lust for power and mm-hmm. lust for more control. Because if I have all the power and if I have all the control, I don't have to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so um, eights, if they continue in that, they really live out of this, it's my way or the highway kind of mentality, which of course does not help relationships or even moving their things forward, their causes forward. No one wants to be behind a leader who it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. I mean, sadly, we've probably all experienced leaders like that. So eights aren't necessarily bullies, but could be. Oh. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to Enneagram U. And if you enjoy the content that you're hearing here, you might also enjoy some of the other content that we have available at VUFaith.com. That's VUFaith.com. We'll see you there. And now back to Enneagram U. I would say definitely if eights are in the unhealthy space, they are bullies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting right there. Yeah. Let's all just think about that for a second. Yes. Kelly. No, <laughs> you're not that. Well, I've always said you're the healthiest eight oh, that I know. Thank you. I've well, said that many, 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 many times. It, yeah. it, I think, you know, again, me being a condition to mm-hmm. uh, really growing into um, having to have empathy and uh, trying to take care of others. I think that's helped kind of tame down that underlying beast of the eight that uh, it's my way or the highway or, um, you know, everybody just needs to do what I think they should do. So if an unhealthy eight would be accused of controlling others, possibly. Mm -hmm. But um, I've also heard that eights, really, it's not controlling others. That's the most important thing. If you're unhealthy, it's you don't want to be controlled. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I think for uh, for eights, it's not about, oh, I need to just take responsibility for everyone else. I think for eights, it's don't take responsibility for me. Mm. And uh, even, you know, I was looking at a just a little meme on eights uh, the other day, and it was uh, Chucky, the little doll. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, and, uh, Yikes. Yeah, it was like his angry face. I guess he may not have any other face but anger, but it was, uh, you know, tell an eight what to do and this will be their response, <laughs> you know? And I find that for me, you know, don't tell me what to do or, you know, having to just kind of tame that down. Like if I do feel myself bristle up of like, okay, just take a breath, you know, this person has good intentions. It's not that they have ill intentions, but yeah, I find myself resisting people telling mm-hmm. me. I remember uh, growing up that, uh, you know, hearing a significant difference, at least in my mind, uh, it's better to ask someone than to tell someone. And I thought, oh, I feel that because if someone is telling me that can feel that can feel put off fish to me. Do eights notice 
being a bully? Do they mm. notice that? Or that they're yeah. maybe like eights can be a little bit off putting if they're too aggressive and a little bit unhealthy. Mm-hmm. We're the healthy side of eight is not this, but do they don't even know. Right. I would say even um yeah, moving from that average to unhealthy space to have people in your life that can really be that uh, person that could speak in to your life. Um, you know, I know for me, close friends and, and definitely my husband and my kids too. I, you know, just want to ask them like, what is your perspective on that? Hey, how did you, how did, how did you sense me in that interaction? Um, a question a friend shared with me years ago was um, to ask yourself, what is it like to be on the other side of me? I hate that question. <laughs> I know, but that has been so That's helpful because question. I can That's just go question. to the extremes where mm-hmm. I hold back so much. And again, I think this is where I was conditioned um, to be a two. So I find myself just always feeling like I have to hold back or trying for some balance to where I think a lot of times I've really just silenced my voice. And so being able to ask that question when I feel like I need to speak up. Okay, mm-hmm. what would it be like to be on the other side of me? How can I share what I'm seeing uh, in a way that's respectful? Mm-hmm. But then also, if I'm feeling more emotionally charged up, okay, what is it like on the other side of me as I might be mm-hmm. confronting this person? When you have to tell somebody like a hard truth, is that easier for you? Do you do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, can you do you have this? Do you know what you just mm-hmm. did? <laughs> yeah. Even if it is, I mean, it can be a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. You like. Because you have that strength to be able to say, "Hey, Damon X Y Z," um, I would if I asked that question or made that statement and it felt aggressive towards somebody else, I might have some remorse later. Oh, like, definitely. Do you still feel well? That? And I really get energized. Even if I was right, I mean, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. I get energized when it's about a conversation and someone's exploring things for themselves. Like I think that's where in counseling it was very life giving for me as someone was really exploring some things to be able to share insights with them because it felt like that was an open invitation. Mm-hmm. If it's something that has to be more confrontive and this person has no awareness, that's where it can be really exhausting to me to um, not want to hurt them. you mm-hmm. know. And so I have to ask myself the good boundaries question. Um, is this going to hurt or is this going to harm them if I don't share? Mm-hmm. And so you know, being able to nuance that of, um, hey, I've got some feedback to give. You know, mm-hmm. when would be a good time for us to discuss this? Because you never know, you know, but also not saying, uh, yeah, a year from now isn't an option. Like, right. when would be a time this week for us to discuss this? What is it like when two eights have a conversation? Because oh. I know what it's like when two nines talk. Yes. It's just the best. Yes. Because it's chillville. Yes. You know? Well, for eights, I know uh, at the Transforming Center, um, retreats that I would go to in Chicago. One on the Enneagram was when we uh, then put all the numbers in groups together. And I was leading the eights conversation. And so the night before, I felt so vulnerable. Mm. And I was even questioning, am I an eight? Am I an eight? And I was like, (laughs) I'm just feeling vulnerable. Is it because those other folks were just very strong-willed people? I had no idea how they were going to be. Yeah, right. Yeah, because that's what I find I typically feel most vulnerable when I don't know the situation I'm going in. Mm-hmm. That's really one of the only times I feel vulnerable. And so I went into that conversation, you know, having some questions ready, and I felt so known in that group. It was just like, I was with my people. Wow. And um, especially, you know, we had male and female eights in the room. And um, I think, you know, one commonality, and I think too, because we were all around the same age, most of the eights um, really had to come to a place of, really peeling back layers to even get to the fact that they were eights like me. Um, You know, and I think for me in the eight space, 
Um, and where it was such a question mark was because my intensity, and that would be a great word to remember for eights, eights are just intense. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be externally intense where you can feel this energy coming at you. Um, the animal for the eight is the bull. So oh, if you can imagine you. Um, a bull coming at me, charging at me, you're probably dealing with an eight. But for me, the intensity was always on the inside. There's times it comes out on the uh, the uh, external, but from the time I was little, just hit the ground mm-hmm. running. Um, so yeah, that intensity was more on the inside. Mm-hmm. So, which brings up a story I wanted to share with you about the eights. Okay. So um, when my son was probably a year or so old, you know, uh, as moms of young children, you're on the floor a lot playing with your kids. And so I just was having horrible issues with my knees. And so went to the doctor, had an MRI. The doctor asked me, he was like, Kelly, what sports have you done? You've got like sports injury knees. And I was like, well, <laughs> I did intramurals. I don't know yeah. if that would count as like a sports injury. And so- um, Parenting. Par- yes. <laughs> I've been on the floor playing with my kids. Uh, but anyway, uh, after just trying some different medicines and things, still horrible, horrible pain. And so my doctor referred me to a physical therapist. And so she had me get on a treadmill and walk for just a couple of minutes. And so she stopped the treadmill and she said, okay, I know I know what's, uh, what's wrong with your knees. Mm-hmm. And she said, you walk with such intensity that you are damaging your knees. Really? So you may be an eight. Wow. If your normal gait is creating mm-hmm. damage to your knees. So when you're walking at home across the floor, everyone can hear you coming, like you're coming well, mom? Yeah, well, my husband will say he can tell my my mood of how, how I'm walking upstairs. But <laughs> so I say to the physical therapist, well, I can't continue on like this. I said, how do we, how do we fix this? And she said, it's an, it's really an easy fix, which I was so grateful. She put tape on the back of my legs. So cloth tape. And within three days, my brain had corrected because I was walking, not stiff legged, but mm-hmm. like just with intensity with no bend in my knee. And so that three days of wearing that tape, help my brain like to a bend. military march of i know some sort. yeah yeah which wow. would fit for the eight yeah, so the would. other thing uh that the body has let me know that i'm an eight is um when i've gone to the dentist i floss too aggressively <laughs> <laughs> that's yep. great Yep. So, you know, if I ever question, if I ever say, Damon, I don't know. If, if we have the opposite where you're mm-hmm. like, I'm all the numbers. And I'm like, I don't know if I am. Just say, remember your knees. And the dentist. And the dentist. Flossing. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure there's others, but. Wow. Yeah. Kelly, this has been extremely mm-hmm. informative and I feel like I know you even better well, now. thank so, you. And thank you so much for sharing so much about your life and um, and starting this podcast and helping so many people do it. I think oh, it's been so fun. It, it, it took an eight to get it going. That's for sure. Yeah. So. Well, the Enneagram has been one of those movements that I've just loved to be a part of helping people learn more about themselves and others. All right. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll keep going. I guess we'll come back next week. But if you want to tune out next week, okay. Oh, can I cannot wait. I can't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on Enneagram. You will see you next time. Bye, Kelly. Bye, Damon. Bye.